0: over that intro. Um, hey guys, this is Loose Screws. It is November twenty first, twenty nineteen and I am your host Ty Worsham. With me this evening is my short but stout, very powerful, standard issue co pilot Dravenos. What's going on with there, brother? standard issue that's kind of insulting
1: anyways what's up dude how you doing (laughs) (laughs) i mean at first i was like stout not really short yeah but then you were like oh powerful and i was like yes i
0: have the power but no dude i'm doing good how are you sir man i am sick i've felt crappy since yesterday evening i've i have felt crappy uh crappy 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 Viewers, listeners, send your love to Ty
1: and make him feel better. Make sure you send him <laughs> kind words, so that way his your positive energy will can help him get over his sickness.
0: And then go deliver a bunch of uh, minerals and stuff for for the Federation. Woo! <laughs>
1: we are pro-Fred here. Fred? Um, Pro-Fed. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
0: that's mostly because the... Uh, uh, Empire ships I, I think are just Kind of ugly so I'm in the minority On that I know but I think they are kind of Ugly so <sighs> Yep I know I know No, I'm, I'm not saying anything This is your debate <laughs> Tweet at Tiervault on Twitter you
1: can Send
0: your comments <laughs> to him <laughs> um, I have a, a Very big shout out and thank You to uh, JN Tracks, Man Uh, He was on the show, I think, a couple episodes ago, or maybe three. three. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, Him and his buddy, they did the new intro, and he set me up with some audio equalizing stuff and basically made me a really cool template so that my dumbass can actually uh, (laughs) hopefully get this show a little bit evened out as far as uh, the volume of it to where it's not making your ears bleed at the beginning, and then you're having to turn me up to ridiculous volumes Mm -hmm. at the end. Uh, so nah,
1: you're too hard on yourself. You're not a
0: dumbass, sir. <laughs> I'm but, just, uh, I'm just not an audiophile. So, but yeah,
1: like seriously, dude, like another big shout out to that dude. Cause this new intro music, I mean, every time.
0: Ugh. yeah. And, and you know, I, I actually, um, uh, played with him the other night. We had a, we had a really good time doing the, uh, interstellar initiative. Um, real quick. Um, I do want to bring up one thing. Um, uh, If you have not done so already, uh, make sure you guys are following us on on Twitter. And
1: And uh, loose screws ED, by the way.
0: Yep. And if you guys are on uh, Apple, iTunes, you're listening to us on iTunes, leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, You know, we like five stars. If uh, if we're not doing five stars and tell us what we need to fix, you know, Uh, we'll work on it. Well, I mean, even if you aren't
1: listening to us on Apple iTunes, you can still, like, create an account and log into that. And it only takes probably around a minute or two to do all of this. And you can leave us a review with, uh, you know, whatever star rating and then comments and stuff like that. But uh, if you have, like, super negative stuff, just uh, seriously send us that through Twitter uh, because I run the Twitter and uh, I'll make sure I share it with Ty. But, uh, you know, like, not that we're trying to like fluff it or anything like that, but a lot of people like to go into iTunes and troll and leave like negative reviews and be like, this is doo doo. And it's just like, okay, well, how are we doo doo? Don't just say it sucks. Constructive criticism is where it comes from.
0: Yep. And lastly, I have, I enabled this, excuse me. I enabled this a while ago, but I still haven't got, but one message I couldn't even understand. But if you go to anchor.fm slash loose screws, there's a link right there on the top middle of the page that says leave a message. And you can actually leave voice messages that I can then re- uh, download and play back during the show. So, oh, um, dude, we can have voice messages? Yep, yep. That is sick. So, so uh, kind of what I'm wanting people to do is... Uh, so we're, we're a month away from the end of the year. And uh, we're going to kind of have an end-of-the-year party on Twitch. Uh, a little loose screws into the year party. Now it won't really be the end of the year because it'll be a few days later, but we're going to aim to do a live stream on. Uh, was it December twenty seventh? We de- we decided or was it? That 20- you said the twenty seventh. Yeah. At
1: what about seven thirty CST? Yep. Yep. For about uh, two hours, but uh, I was looking at that and uh, you know, you said for about two hours, which for me will run from about eight thirty to ten thirty. Mm hmm. Uh, if you're cutting it off at two hours, then I will take over stuff and head over to my Twitch stream and continue that party because I typically stay up later than that.
0: Well, that's totally cool. Cool be me. And now here's the deal: if we get in there, we're having a great time and just hanging out. I'm like we might just let it roll for for the rest of the evening or whatever until we just pass out, kind of deal. So, yeah. But um what we're going to do is is we're going to get people in our discord, which will be public in here in a few days, assuming I can get all of the security stuff hammered out. Um, but we're going to get, uh, I want everybody to to join in there. We're going to have people, uh, grouping up, hanging out with each other. We're going to, uh, people who want to, uh, chat with us for a few minutes. We're going to bring in, uh, to the, to the live broadcast channel and, um, or to the recording channel. And, uh, Man, if if you if you don't feel comfortable doing that, man, you know you can send, send us messages. You can send us a a voice message. But kind of what I'm wanting to hear from everybody because we we all play all of us play this game, but all of us play other games as well. So what I'm wanting to hear from everybody is basically what was your game of the year? What was your biggest like? What was the what was your favorite game of the year? What was your biggest miss of the year? And then what was your favorite thing about about elite this year or your best memory about elite this year? And what was your, what was your worst? And then, uh, you know, the, send us recordings. I will play every single one that you send me, uh, at some point, uh, either during the live broadcast or, uh, on an episode before it. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you, if you, if you send me a recording, I will definitely play it. I, uh, I would love to do that. I think that'd be awesome.
1: Dude, hell yeah! Like, I'm looking forward to this thing. To be honest with you, Uh, I kind of had this idea for it. If you if you would allow me to talk about it for a second, let's do it. Because uh, we're talking about getting, you know, our listeners and stuff involved, and depending on how many people show up and things like that, what I think we should do is we should all buy sidewinders Hmm. and kind of like get them out, and then just. Go nuts and like try to like blow each other up, and
0: the last side wider standing wins. So, I have a better idea. Because okay. I, I like I like what you're saying, but I have a better idea. Uh-huh. So everybody buys sidewinders, uh-huh. except for one person, and one person buys a uh, 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 what's the ship that's got the most armor? Is it the top ten or is it the uh, vet? I think it's the, um, I think it's the type 10.
1: I don't
0: know off the top of my head. All right. So pilot on here, tell us that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I think it's the top 10. Um, but anyway, the type 10 put all, um, uh, uh, armor on it and then play, play, kill the, play, kill the, uh, carrier.
1: Dude, that sounds good too. Maybe we could do both.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, you know, have a
1: sidewinder free for all. Last person standing wins, but then it's just like, okay. Yep. Like whoever wants to do the type ten, which I'm just gonna, you know, kinda look at you because you already have one. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And uh, be like, all right, everybody against the type ten, let's do it.
0: Yep. Um and in in on this, uh gosh, just you know, kinda let you know, um I gotta I gotta I, got, I think I got five or six free games that I'll be uh, handing out that evening. I'm going to try to get some more between here and there, some some uh, some Steam codes to give out. They're not always the best games, but they're free. So, you know.
1: No, um, I mean, I would tell you to check out the Humble Bundle and uh, see what they got in there. I'll also check it out yep. and hang out some stuff with you if I can afford to.
0: Yep, yep, that's kind of my plan. So uh, that's what I did one month, and uh, it worked out really well. And I've been able to give away some games. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's December 27th, uh, it'll be in Discord and probably Saturday, assuming everything goes like I planned, we're going to be tweeting out the uh, Discord link for people to hop in and join us whenever, whenever the hell they want to join us. So, that's what's coming. Super excited. Hope you guys are too. So, um, we're going to get right into news because it's going to, it's going to tie into what I've been doing this week. And I do want to talk about it. So the interstellar initiative update, which if you haven't done so already, go get some stuff that you can sell or go get some, uh, the best thing to do is go get some beryllium. Cause it, you can make some, you can make a fair amount of money doing beryllium. I say a fair amount, not a lot, not a crap ton of money, but a fair amount and go turn it in. At, uh, what's the name of that station? Shit, I forgot it. Lave? No. No. The no Golconda? No, no, it's not actually at the Golconda. It's. Oh, like, you are talking about the station you can get it from. Well, it, there's a, you can get it from any station. You have to turn it in at that federal station. I've been going to it literally for like six days or however long this thing's been going on. Well, and this is on you at this point because. It. Oh my gosh.
1: I, I haven't been in games since Red Dead Redemption 2, and I apologize.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe I forgot the name of it. I'm I'm now one of those Pete, one of those people.
1: Ty, make sure you edit all this out before you do it.
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm leaving all this in because my <laughs> my ridiculous deserves to be I mean, you know.
1: Well, instead of letting Ty sit here and take the podcast, because this is an audio medium. So, for those of you who don't know about the Interstellar Initiative, the Golconda, which is a floating ancient space station, has been floating out there. And both the Federation and the Empire are trying to compete for what they want to do with this. The Golconda itself just wants to be left alone. They just want supplies. They want to keep floating in space. But the Federation has decided to build a space station for them, and the Empire actually wants to put them on a planet. So, decide your faction and what side you're fighting for through that. Tell resolve! <laughs> shit! <laughs> and there you go. Sorry. But me personally, if I was in-game, I would go for the Federation, because the Federation's going to build them a space station. Granted, it's not what they want, but I feel like putting them on their own space station and having their own supplies is better than them being cornered into having to go to a certain planet.
0: Yeah. So, so... Yeah, you deliver it to the mega ship, uh, Keller's Resolve. That was the name of it. Shit, I can't stand it when I get complete brain farts like that. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're uh, human. It's okay. This this is this interstellar initiative. I have been having a lot of fun with. I'm enjoying the hell out of it, and I um, gosh, I don't know. I, I, there's a bunch of reasons why, I'm, but about can't remember the exact episode but several episodes ago we talked about factions and how there is a lack of faction identity in this game
1: god I can't remember how many episodes that was, which is bad because I've only been here now for 11 episodes but
0: we talked about it yeah so I'm gonna have to walk all of that back and I'll tell you why so I'm gonna tell you a story because it's sit down with old man tied story time Die with die. Um, we're gonna turn that to a sounder. So what we're gonna do? <laughs> I mean, I'm dude. Go for it. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, I I was playing with tracks the other night, and um, I wasn't. I I had I had taken my vet uh, back to Shinrada for something. I can't remember what now. And at some point I had to stop, log out, and then I logged back in, tracks was on, and I was like, hey, I'll, I'll wing it with tracks and we'll, we'll go do some stuff, And but I had to get over to uh, uh, Upanaclus, and that's where the uh, Intercell Initiative is. So I got over there, and I pull up into uh, uh, the port over there, I think it's called Fozard Port, and... Of course, I'm in open now, so I'm just talking to everybody I'm just everybody's, you know, around me. I'm not playing. I'm not playing in a private group anymore. I'm playing only in open now. And as I'm flying into the station, I had to dock there for something. I think fuel or um, no, no, no. I was off floating. Uh, uh, limpet drones is what I was doing. So um, I pull into station, and I um, I'm watching the chat. And there's about eight other people either in this in the station or around the station. And there's about four people that are pro Fed and about four people that are pro-Empire. And they are arguing. Like they're not calling each other names, but they are having they're having a political discussion about which one is actually better. And As I'm sitting there reading this chat, and both are making good points for for different ideologies and, and reasonings and whatnot. And, you know, it struck me as this Interstellar initiative has completely proven to me that not only do factions exist and they're alive and well in this game... There's a very strong division that is deep. And I don't know I don't know if we like if it was Federation versus Alliance or Empire versus Alliance, I don't know if we would have to be having the same discussions. I don't feel like people are that deep into the Alliance. Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. But it was so interesting and refreshing to see these people have, for lack of a better term, an intellectual political debate about which one was better and it was just, it was just the coolest thing. I sit there and watched the chat for like 30 minutes before I even left the area. I didn't really participate in it, you know, I, but I, I watched them and I listened to them and uh, someone made some good points. Some, you know, some, you could tell some people were getting a little butt hurt here and there, but it didn't, it didn't get down into the name calling. It didn't get down into the toxic
1: well I mean that's something we have to kind of like give credit to this community for is like this community is typically a pretty great community but um as far as you talking about the alliance and them not having a following uh you obviously don't browse Reddit as much as I do because the alliance has a pretty good following it's not as big as the alliance or not the alliance the empire of the federation but like hearing that and hearing people having civil discussions and making civil points without the name calling like I mean that's great to hear Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I like regard the Elite community as one of the best communities out there, but it's good to hear that they're better than some like than most, I should say. Most. Um, That's not to say that that it doesn't have its negatives because we've definitely seen that and read about that. But the Alliance still has a pretty good following. Uh, I've seen a few posts on Reddit with people repping them. So, you know, like that's awesome that you actually got to witness this and like you sat there and read everything and things like that like and yeah i mean this interstellar initiative i feel like it's one of those things like i'm not sure if they've done it before but all of the ones i've been a part of haven't quite had this thing to where it's like rep your side and everything like that you know
0: i feel like there was one a while ago back when we did the um no, I don't think it was Federation versus versus Empire, though. But we, we we've had a few competing ones where it was like, this this do this and we'll we'll send the uh, mega ship from here to here. Or do this, and we send it from here to here, kind of stuff, you know. Or we'll build the station here or there, you know. But well, I, I don't think we've ever had, and maybe I'm wrong, because um, I haven't participated in every single one. But I don't remember one where it was uh, Federation versus Empire, so.
1: I mean, uh, the good news is, is from what I have seen on Twitter through two surveys, which one is the official elite uh, Twitter, and the other was from Captain James Flint, the uh, Flintlock Engineering. Both surveys were like, What side are you doing for this Interstellar Initiative? And uh, Federation was winning out over Empire 60% to 40% in both of those.
0: So, Federation, go! yep yep go fetties hashtag go fetties i made that this week i made my go very fetties. first i made my very first hashtag i'm 40 years old i made my very first hashtag so Whee, we're proud of you i know i know it's <laughs> it's a it's a remarkable thing i had uh people show up at my door and tell me i was an idiot and <laughs> it was wonderful i loved it and uh, anyway <laughs> did you just look at them and be like go ahead hate."
1: dusty shoulders off <laughs> <laughs> my name is ty warsham i am the, the scourge of the empire
0: no no i uh, i felt really dirty pressing the pound button and then putting something behind it i yeah. felt like a dirty dirty millennial <laughs> hey 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 okay technically i am the millennial
1: I'm on the early side of that, though. I was like the in-between of the like the Gen X and Millennial, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm on the verge of that, so it's like I had the old school and the new school. Yeah. But, it... no, dude, like starting your own hashtag, especially if it catches on, like, dude, that feels good. I don't care who you are. Yeah, it didn't catch on. <laughs> it probably you won't either. Me to... <laughs> I mean, just like with anything, you tried. Yep. Uh,
0: man, um... <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell this story, but <laughs> here we go. So
1: another story time with Ty.
0: <laughs> so we made these sticker, these little gold star stickers at work. They said you tried, and we started putting them on things that were kind of half-assed. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: can no, you but... just mail some of those to me so I could just slap <laughs> Hell
0: them? Hell no, the I just, I well, after the hammer kind of came down, I just shredded that shit. <laughs> no, because, <laughs> dude, you do not understand,
1: like, the place where I work, if I had those stickers, I would literally walk up to people and slap it on their foreheads, because <laughs> that is
0: amazing, and now I want some. Yeah. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Um, So, this is the other thing I was wanting to talk about. I I was uh, pulled up the like where we're at anyway. So, the Imperial's progress is showing to be four of eight, and the Federation progress is showing to be seven of eight. And there's about half as many contributors. There's about 1,500 contributors on the Imperial side, and about 3,300 on the Fed side. So, maybe, maybe the Federation will just knock this one out of the park, you know? Go um, Hashtag go Yeah. You can deliver uh, polymers, CMM composites, titanium, beryllium, and thallium. And my experience, I have not d- delivered uh, thallium or polymers, but my experience was that beryllium was the one that was making the most money. And... Uh, Found a good route. I'm not gonna tell you. Not gonna expose it because I'm gonna do some after the show because I want more money. (laughs) Um, But once the supply exhaust, I gotta find a new. I gotta find a new source. And like you know, first day it was like, hey, this is one jump. Second day it was two jumps. And by the third day it was like, hey, this is four jumps out. So damn, it went that quick. Yeah, it went quick, dude. fuck So because none of the other interstellar initiatives
1: have really gone that quick. Yep. That I've been a part of anyways. I'm not saying like the earlier stuff. I don't know about any of that.
0: Um, I feel like most of them go pretty quick, but like we haven't hit a weekend yet. It's entirely possible the Empire will catch up this weekend. I mean, because there's still four, I think four days left on this, on this uh, goal, four or five days, but then correct me if I'm wrong, like the Interstellar hits max tier, if it, it, ends, if it hits right? max
1: here, yeah. If it hits max here, it's done.
0: Oh, okay. So all yeah. I got to do is just not sleep and then continue to get sicker and just turn everything in. <laughs> okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> I mean, good luck with that and you're already weak in your already
1: weakened state. <laughs> so, um. Fine. I'll find a way to, like, make room on my PC so I can join in and help. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the reason why I haven't been really been on is because. I don't have room right now.
0: Yeah, I know you're hard drive challenged.
1: Yep, because I'm playing on a laptop. Yep. Well, uh, hopefully, like, hopefully you'll build that. No, it no, like I'm. Don't worry, I'm. I'm working on fixes and testing things out to make sure I can be there for the uh, December twenty seventh live stuff because I don't want to miss out on that. I don't yep. care. Like that. That is more important to me than any other game I want to play. So if I have to do the uninstall and reinstallation of Red Dead Redemption 2, as you can tell, it's hard for me to say this, but I will do it if I have
0: to. Yeah. Well, like I said, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Well, I, we'll see how that goes. I'll figure something out. Yep. On to other news. So, so we kind of had two big things kind of go down and I want to talk about one of them, uh, pretty in depth here, which one, the, uh, the, well, okay. So, uh, my, now my source on this is which space news, which, um, you can find on, on YouTube. If you just do a search for which space news and then a I great, went great, great video site, by the way, can I just say yeah. that real quick? Like
1: Tyson linked me to this video in an email very early in the week. And I watched, like, the whole thing. Now, the video you sent kind of, like, cut off halfway through, and I was like, what in the hell are you talking about? So I restarted, and that's when I got all the information you were trying to tell me about. Yeah, the link I had had the...
0: Uh, for, <laughs> the timestamp. Yeah, the timestamp, which... But, um... I don't know how the hell that happened, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, neither do I.
1: Uh, but, uh... After watching this video, I was like, dude, this guy is really informative and really good, so make sure you go give them a follow if you're looking for... Like, if you're looking to stay up to date, uh for anything else besides podcasts because I know us and Live Radio kind of like keep up to date with it but um, it was a really good video series the guy is well spoken and he did a very good job of explaining the things that were happening so
0: yep. yep. Um, but anyway so so Frontier held their annual general meeting in October and that's a legal requirement for publicly traded companies And um, I went back and and found where Invested uh, Jordy on Twitter had mentioned this after I watched the video. So, uh, Invested Jordy, at Invested Jordy is his Twitter handle, is a shareholder (laughs) and was in attendance at the annual general meeting. And he actually got to chat with David Braben at the end of it. I thought that was really cool. So, this is the quote from Invested Jordy. David assured me that the code base will be renewed via a paid expansion. This is great news. As the QA team aren't picking up bugs, it seems, this may be a CI/CD pipeline issue. But I feel after speaking to the board, modern engineering practices are very well embedded, and this, rather than the and this rather that the product code base needs to be rationalized and the paid update will fix current and future ills. So I'm expecting. So, so let's break this down for just a second because you have to, so I'm not a developer, but and I'm, I'm not a game developer and I actually do not know a game developer, but I know several programmers and I talked to several, I had a couple of my programming buddies read this quote And tell me exactly what they're talking about. And this is how... This is what they're getting at. They're talking about an engine or database system. Is what they're getting at. The code base. So... We could actually be looking at an engine changeover. Or an engine upgrade. Um, And this is really interesting news to me. Um... Because this pretty much confirms what my theory has been for about two years now is that they have kind of reached the lifespan of the Cobra engine as it is in Elite Dangerous. So, when I think about this for just a little bit, we know that they use a a heavily modified Cobra engine for Jurassic World 2. I'm sorry, for Jurassic World Evolution and for Planet Zoo. Now, Here's my thing, though. I go back to that uh, leak. And in the leak, they mentioned that they're just going to make a new Jurassic World Evolution, Jurassic World Evolution 2, because they don't want to fix the engine to make it compatible. So this is David Braben basically saying, hey, we gotta we got to change our code base, which is basically programming language for an engine. And... We have the leak talking about how they have to do some stuff with the engine. And if you look at some of the bugs that we've been dealing with and some of the limitations of how they have imp- how they have implemented things and the fact they ended up pushing back fleet carriers not once but twice, I think this basically confirms that we are looking at a heavy engine changeover come next year I mean yeah I
1: mean I'm excited for it Uh, uh I mean that it, it explains a lot of the bugs that have been going on to be honest like because uh, there's been like every update from what I've read it's just bugs 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 and it's just like if your code is overloaded if your engine is overloaded then that is bound to happen and that also explains, like with the uh, arc swap over and the store swap over, why things might have been overlapping that don't make sense because their engine kind of can't hold it. Um, I'm excited to see what this new process holds for us. Now, yes, I am expecting new bugs for it or anything like that, but I'm mean, also kind of excited to see them take care of this and I'm kind of excited to see what it leads to as far as the league goes.
0: So so you're you're talking about bugs. This is going to kind of go into our third news article for the week. And Which that's what I was trying to do. Hey. Yeah. And that talks about the the January beta announcement and the fact they want us to participate. Now I'm going to go through all that in detail in just in just a minute. But so current topic so do you think it's a little weird that they're going through all this trouble to fix bugs when they're talking about doing a engine changeover?
1: Uh, not necessarily, because if they fix current issues, it might make the swap over or the transition easier. That's, I mean, I'm not a coder, I'm not a programmer, but that's in my opinion. Because if you take care of the issues that are already there, then converting it should be to me to me in my mind rationally that makes sense it should make it easier but
0: i don't know like that's just the bottom line i don't know so i'm going to tell you my opinion about it so i think i think they're kind of unrelated because i think that a lot of the stuff that they're going to address when you look at the list of things that they're addressing, they kind of strike me as not necessarily engine related things, but more like, uh, what's the right term, uh, script related things. Uh And, you know, if you have a script that's written in this language, it doesn't matter what engine you have. So long as the script, you know, if, if you wrote a script in C++, what no matter what engine is running the script in C++, it's going to run it the same way. So I, I feel like that that's what they're addressing is a lot of the uh, script-based stuff and not necessarily the engine-based stuff because they know that's going to be addressed later on. Now, I might be wrong, I don't know, but just judging by the list of stuff that they're fixing, and you know, I want to I kind of go through some of this. Well,
1: also... To be fair, uh, this is kind of like the whole petition thing again popping up. This is kind of what we all ask for when we
0: sign that thing. True, but so but here, here, here's the thing if they because this is kind of the way I think about it, it makes no sense for them to spend one minute of development cycle in bugs that don't occur very often or bugs, that are small irritations that will, that they'll just have to readdress in the 2020 update and basically in less than less than a year. So, uh, as a development, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So it's gotta be things that that they know is going to carry over or should carry over. At least that's how I think about it. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but, um, no matter what the, no matter what the, what the, uh, community wanted it doesn't make a lot of sense from a development point of view to spend cycles on something you're just basically going to trash in 11 months agreed so but i don't think they're going to trash it no no i I think the things that they're doing are things that will carry over and, and maybe maybe we're not maybe we're not maybe an engine change is not quite the right thing maybe they're just doing like some engine upgrades is probably a better way to put it you know, um, but I don't know. But for this January update and the beta involved, uh, I'm gonna read through this real quick. As mentioned in October, our upcoming updates will almost exclusively be focused on addressing recent and longstanding issues and bugs. The next update will be our will be our first step as part of that, and it will be coming towards the end of January. For this update, our first and foremost priority is to ensure that everyone is able to have a seamless experience when playing Elite Dangerous, so our focus will be on aiming to resolve game-breaking bugs and stability issues that cause disconnects, soft locks, and crashes. By working internally with customer service, QA, and development teams alongside the feedback you shared with us here and via the issue tracker we've identified, and are addressing a number of issues in the January update, which we've detailed below. As with previous betas, we found your feedback and assistance incredibly useful in helping us identify and resolve bugs and issues. The next updates will be coming with their own public beta, the first of which will run on PC from 27 November to 2 December for the January update. We are also investigating the ability to extend future betas to console players as well, and we'll announce any developments about this when we have more information. To my knowledge, I don't think they can do betas on consoles at all. Um, I think there's probably, I, I feel like Microsoft and Sony have strict rules around that, but I don't know that because I think about, um, pub G, there was a beta with that. I feel like Fortnite had a beta there for a while. Maybe I, I don't, I don't know the rules on that. So, I mean, uh, if, if anybody knows, email us, uh, tweet us, let us know what the exact rules on that is. Continues to say, uh, due to this update focusing on a number of bug fixes rather than new content and features, the beta will appear and play very much like the existing live game. However, getting involved in testing provides a huge benefit for all elite dangerous players, so we are very grateful for any time that you are able to spend in beta. Every system, ship, loadout, module, mission, activity, rank, or other part of the game played provides opportunities to test and identify issues your support we hope to be able to identify and fix as many as possible possible before the upgrade update goes live offering a smoother and better experience for all thank you to all who are able to get involved which is all that's basically to just say hey we're going to go back to start doing betas again because you guys asked for it so yeah Um, I like that they're doing betas I really do I, I, I agree yeah I don't historically play in the beta, um, it's only because I don't like, uh, getting spoiled on content before it's live, uh, but I will definitely be playing in the beta, mostly because you can, you know, do things that you normally wouldn't necessarily do, like, you know, hey, what happens if I fly into this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like a, uh, a quick save state,
1: uh. To where like you can do those crazy things and not have it affect your actual account,
0: right? So I, I like I like I like that aspect of it, and I will definitely be doing that. Um, I want to go down this this list of issues real quick. I don't want to go into a whole lot of them, but just kind of kind of do the broad strokes on these. So these are these are address you these are issues that they are specifically addressing in the January update and in the beta. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. Um... Repairing Thargoid attack stations. Not all delivery numbers counted. Um... High resolution screenshots. Creating tiling artifacts on bright objects. There's a... I still need to figure out how to exactly map that. Because that would be great when I'm in VR. But... Uh, I just need to find... I gotta remember to map that button. To something I would use. Um... Galaxy map won't select systems I search for. I've actually encountered that. That drives me insane. Keyboard stops working within game. I've encountered that. Drives me insane. Ship launch fighter, female NPC crew member has no audio and no text in the comms. I've encountered that. Drives me insane. At this point, (laughs) I am insane. Yeah, I was just about to say that at this point I is insane. So those are the issues that they have actually have a fix that they want us to test. So these are issues that they think that they the way I understand it, they think they have fixed, but they want they they want more testing on to verify that they have uh fixed. Which kinda goes with both of them, but I think that I think the top tier here is basically saying, Hey, we are ninety percent sure these are good. These are more like seventy percent sure kind of stuff and if the way I'm reading this this right.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, um, it's one of those things where if you take a part of this, though, mm-hmm. make sure that if it doesn't fix it, you report that. Yeah, that's very important because uh, I mean, if you play and it doesn't work, then it's just like you, you and it, you're taking a part of a public beta. Yeah, you have to report this stuff so they know about it and be like, hey, this isn't fixed, you know? And uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things where it's like you know, the community asked for it, but the majority of the people that ask for it might not do that. So make sure that if they're like, "Hey, we think we have something for this," you test it, and if it's not fixed, you let them know. Like, right? yeah. just be like, "This isn't that," and they they'll probably reach it back out to you and ask, you know, a couple of questions, and then ask
0: you to do some things, and then see how it goes from there. Yeah. So, um, so this is this is an interesting one right here. The FSS uh, long delay when scanning planets with geological sites.
1: I have experienced that.
0: I have as well. Um, As it currently stands, in order for the geological biological sites to be placed on the surface, the entire stellar body must be fully generated. We then know the topography and can place sites where they will be accessible. This can take tens of seconds. As part of the January update, we aim to address this with an alternative process. We have run tests on thousands of in-game planetary bodies, and by using this data were able to extrapolate the likelihood of geological-biological sites being present on similar stellar bodies. We then use this data and, and indicate if the planet is unlikely, likely, or very likely to have a geological-biological site. It is not 100% guaranteed that there will be a geological-biological site on the planetary body, but does give commanders a much faster indication of probability. This will enable commanders to quickly ascertain if the planet's worth a visit as this is an like al- that. as this is an alternative way to display information we would love to hear your feedback on it to determine whether or not it is better than the current process please note this will not affect Thargoid or Guardian sites which will show up instantaneously I have encountered this bug a shit ton and I want I don't know if it's yep. a bug I think it's one of those things where it's like
1: it doesn't know what to do
0: right Right, and it takes time for it to generate... Especially like on larger bodies... It takes time for it to generate all the stuff... And I f- I think I read this somewhere before... Uh, where they were basically saying... Yeah, this is an issue... It's not really something we can fix because of this... But I, I really like... I feel like they iterated on this... And come up with a very... A, a very uh, interesting approach... It's kind of like saying... Hey, in um, I think it'd be cool instead of using unlikely, likely, or very likely, if they were to have it, have, it, have like your um, your uh, voice con- or have your uh, uh, computer to say something like uh, sensors are showing uh, high probability of geological sites, or sensors showing a low probability of geological sites, or something like that. I think it'd be you put, put, a, little, put a little more lore spin on it instead of. Unlikely, likely, or very likely. I, you know, make it to where the the sensors say something cool like that. Let's 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 do some lore stuff with it. Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, because I've experienced this bug too, where it's like you're sitting there for like, like literal minutes, just waiting for something to come up, and it's just like scanning, 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 scanning. So, the fact that they're facing that time constraint is great. And you brought us something about voice commands and voice packs. Oh yeah, yeah. So real quick, I just want to transition into. Uh, in case of those of you who don't know, the HCS Voice Packs are already having their Black Friday discount sale. They are 50% off on all of those. So make sure you go check that out. There's a Reddit post about it. Um, I will send out a tweet on Twitter about this. I don't know if it's still up or not. It should be, I would hope, because it's a Black Friday sale. So, Yeah.
0: And as with any other Black Friday sale it'll probably be back next Friday
1: so (laughs) speaking of let's go ahead and mention this too next week we are not going to be releasing an episode because it is Thanksgiving here in America I'm not sure about other countries and stuff but there's just no feasible way for us to put up an episode next week so we are going to take a week off and then return the following week with another episode
0: yep um and that's uh i mean i got things going on like wednesday thursday friday and i think something something on saturday so it's i don't know when we would even record it's i mean yeah we could probably do something tuesday but i don't know if we would it's it's there's there's
1: not going to be a lot to it like if anything it's just gonna be us just saying hey and which we'll go ahead and say it hey hear from the folks at us at loose crews we wish you a happy thanksgiving and we hope you enjoy the holiday and make sure you get nice and fat off that turkey.
0: Oh, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, continue with the bug fixes that they were going to do. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to breeze through these real quick. Uh, conflict zones have no contents. I've both of us have encountered that. Um, invincible heart. That's with, uh, Thargoid stuff. Uh, Instant splitting when fighting Thargoid Interceptor. I actually had this issue and didn't even know it was even happening. I thought uh, I thought that the interceptor just killed everybody else or a lot of the people around me, but uh, yeah. Uh, Thargoid Interceptor heart cycle reset. I haven't encountered that. Um, exiting the game just hangs. Need to force terminate. I have seen that. Rather, I thought it was my computer doing it. Because um, it happened right after a Windows update, so
1: I think uh, that's happened to me like all of one time. So
0: yeah, um, here's some other issues that they're still investigating, but they need help to troubleshoot. Um, two major issues with light from local star the the tinting issue, the Thargoid interceptor shutting shut down pulses without warning. Uh, I've that drives me once it drives me crazy, but it's like, well, I guess I'm just gonna blow up. Uh, core mining fragments glitch inside the asteroid please for the love of Jesus fix this Mm -hmm. wing mining seismic charges malfunction please for the love of Jeebus fix this
1: especially the wing mining thing like when you're trying to learn and you can't do anything because it just doesn't it it doesn't work
0: yeah fix that nothing ruins hanging out with your buddies more than this kind of bug nothing yeah Uh, please please fix this uh, chat icon displays one while no messages is there. That's all the time, drives me crazy. Yeah, uh, black screen after respawn of CQC. I haven't experienced this because I can't get into CC- CQC because I sit yep. there for 45 minutes. Uh, and yep. sidebar here make it to where we can queue in CQC while we're flying around, do other things. Please just do, just do that. Just let us do that. Also, uh, make
1: sure you join the CQC Discord. Like, there's an official Discord for it. If you want to play CQC, do that.
0: Oh, dude. That's what we do, freaking. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but that's what we do during a live stream. We CQC this shit up. Yeah. Yes, hundred yeah, percent. I like that it. idea. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're we're still bouncing around idea, ideas. I, I, I kind of like the idea of uh, everybody inside of wonder. Everybody try to kill the big. I guy. mean, CQC doesn't cost anything. If you get blown up, it's free. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway.
1: And also, I want to do some CQC. So. Yeah.
0: Massive rubber banding of NPCs and players around stations and sometimes in other instances, it, it it's nothing. I I gotta I gotta find the other night two hundred credits. I gotta find the other night because this guy basically rubber banded into me. It pissed me off because I thought I was clear. It looked like I was clear. So yeah. Uh, That's unfortunate. Crystalline clusters disintegrate without producing materials. That that yes, please fix that. Um. Looks like they're also going to be addressing uh, like some non-parallel VR issues, uh, non-parallel display VR issues uh, where th- things aren't rendering correctly. So we're talking about this. Here's the big thing because this is all going to be in beta, uh, November 27th through the through uh, December 2nd. Uh, the question begin. The question here is how do you get involved because everybody needs to get on get involved in this um really, this is what we asked for as as a community um so which let me go ahead and for for that not everybody
1: asked for this but this is what we got so please take part of it and please
0: help them to fix all this yeah and uh, well anyway i don't get a whole thing there but that's why i kept it short i still want my fleet carriers damn it <laughs> Even if they're bugged, just give them to me, and we let's just fix the bugs as we go, please. Or, I mean, at this point, I don't think we're going to get them to the whatever update. But, you know, whatever. Well, But just whatever. Just, I'm having fun right now, so whatever. There you go. So, the beta will only be accessible on the PC. We're looking to expand this for console players in the future. Um oh.
1: There's a mistake.
0: They need to include the consoles with us, I believe. I think that's a limitation by Sony and Microsoft. I don't think that's their choice. Um, okay, that's a good point to make. That's a very good point to make. Uh, it, this strikes me as something that they're going to have to work with Sony and Microsoft to get sorted out. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'd, I'd be willing to, be to work something out. Uh, to take part in the beta, all you'll need to do is load up the launcher and select and update the following leaked product. The following product, Elite Dangerous January Update Beta, from the 27th to from the 27th November. Once this has been completed, you'll then have access to the January Update Beta. If this doesn't appear. Please restart your launcher. Uh, so basically, like when you start the launcher, there'll be there'll be an option there to select like just like you drop down where you select Horizons or uh, standard Elite Dangerous or the 64-bit or 32-bit. You'll select the January Update Beta.
1: Right, and so as of time of recording, which we are recording on November 21st, he said seven days, so you have literally one week as of the time of the recording.
0: Right. Uh, is it, speaking of which, I'm going to fire up my thing right now and see if it's actually there. I bet it's not there yet. But I will...
1: Probably not, because they said, what, the 27th or they said the 28th?
0: They said the 27th.
1: But... 27th, okay, so that's less than a week. You actually have six days. Right, Uh, uh, because the time of recording right now is November twenty first, two thousand and nineteen. But yeah, guys, like if you can, make sure you take a part of this and make sure, like, if you run into something, you report it. Like, don't, don't just like do it and be like, like make sure you actually take a part of this thing and report problems that are problems and everything like that, so that way they can work on fixing this because. I know bugs have been the thing that have plagued us. Like, let's not go back to the September update where literally everything you saw was just bugs, 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 bugs. But they took care of all of those relatively quickly. Now it's one of those things where it's like they're trying to take care of this ahead of time. So take a part of it. Be positive about it. Report the stuff that you find. And hope for the best once the launch comes. Yep.
0: Yep. Um, they also say here that they will be adding links from inside the game that will take you directly to the issue tracker site, so that's that's that makes it even easier. So that's that's stuff you can use right there to just uh, report the bugs, man. That's so all you gotta. Uh, I think uh, I'll, I'll be in it. I'll, I'll be playing around a little pretty, bit.
1: Well, so. that's actually pretty huge that they're actually including like stuff to links to it. So yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, so. We're gonna move on to earn your wings. So, uh, last week we kind of touched on plasma accelerators and how. So, so, so a few months, a few weeks ago, we talked about what weapons we use, what weapons we like, and why. And I am adjusting all of my thoughts on that uh, because I have recently got into plasma accelerators and now railguns, and I. Love them. It is, I'm amazed by how quickly they can just decimate things. I, I had them in the past, and I quickly got rid of them because they cause overheating issues, and I did not engineer them. They do need to be engineered to really make fun, but I discovered something that I did not know. I've been playing this game five years, and I did not know about railguns this week, and I wanted to share. So railguns have the ability to penetrate and what i mean by that is that i'm not talking about uh penetrating shields i'm talking about when they um when you get them engineered or when you shoot uh when you get them engineered you can get something called super penetrator which i think is the best one uh because what this does is that once once you once you get the shields down and I would say use the plasma accelerators for, to get the shields down. Once you get the shields down, you can then use your rail guns to penetrate straight through modules on the ship. So, let's say for instance that you're flying doesn't matter what ship. Let's say you're flying a ship and you shoot the left side of the ship. Well, on the left side of the ship is life support. Well, on the right on Parallel to that, on the right side of the ship is the shields, shields module. Well, what's going to happen is that railgun shot will go through the hull, through the life support module and damage it, and then through the shield module and damage it. So you're not doing just hull damage; you're also doing module damage all the way through the the the, the line of the sh- all the way through the line of fire of the ship. So. You could actually, like, if you were to get really good as knowing where modules were with sub targeting, you could line up modules and bullseye them and take them out in you know two or three shots. Now, module uh, enforcement things uh, make it where that's tougher, make it to where they have more hit points and whatnot. But uh, I have not been in I have not been in a PvP fight with this yet. But I've been in NPCs, and I am just loving railguns with long-range and with the um, experimental effect of Super Penetrator. Uh, it gives you six kilometers before they have a damage fall-off, and the Super Penetrator is just ridiculous. I love it.
1: Well, I mean, can we call out that, that uh, you're talking about puls- plasma accelerators and these... It's probably better to use these in PvP versus PvE, because most instances, if you're playing on a private server or a solo thing, you kind of want to stay out in those hazrozes for as long as you can without having to refill ammo. It's not to discount them, like, you could definitely take things down tons and tons faster with PAs and railguns. but if you're just looking to hang out and stay around as long as you can, These probably are the best things to go for.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. But here's the reason why I love them. I have limited amount of time to play, and right about when I'm running, right about when I'm running low on ammo is about when I need to kind of log off anyway. So it it works out works out really well for me. So that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's you know yeah if if you're looking to stay if you're looking to just farm, uh, like something in a haz-res or something, yeah you're better off probably just going with beam beam lasers and uh, uh, multi cannons but I I really like rail guns. And um, if you guys got a question for on your wings, send it in to us. Loose group questions at Gmail or the Twitter loose shit. Loose Every
1: time. <laughs> but I mean this isn't to discount the weapons you are currently using. Like, you say it's perfect for your time frame. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, but if you're one of those people that has, you know, tons of time to play each day, then unless you're doing like PvP tour, it's one of those things where it's like you're looking to get in, take out your target, get out, then yeah, those are going to work perfect. But if you're one of those people that solely plays like private servers or solo, and you just want to hang out forever, like, yeah, this isn't going to be for you but just know that you know you're not going to take down targets as quick as you can right because the weapons you're using just aren't as powerful right but like plasma accelerators and i then definitely with uh rail guns like with the, rail guns having the ability to penetrate multiple modules at the same time because they go just straight through the ship it's an awesome thing, but just know it, it requires an ammo cost. Yep. So.
0: And um, I believe it is is—is a plasma slug that makes it to where it, it, you can use your uh, fuel as ammo instead of actually using ammo. I, think I it, have no idea, but... Yeah, I think it's Plasma ugh. Slug. It's, you can actually swap it to where you use your... Which would not be good on a small ship or a medium ship, but a large ship that has a huge fuel tank, that's pretty cool. Makes sure you can stay out there a lot longer. That's pretty cool yep. a little uh, experimental effect. It does take a damage reduction of 10% per shot, but... That's nothing, though. It's, it's significant, but it's... The ability to stay out in a fight longer, or out in a has res longer, especially NPC kind of thing that that, that's a good little trade off too. So, um, so the question for you, I, I come up with this week, I have a story behind and I'm going to ask you the question and then you give me the answer. And then I'm going to tell you the story because this was kind of a, uh, an eye opener for me when I, when I heard this, Um, Mm -hmm. because I had never considered this, um, So, correct me if I'm wrong, you have done very little engineering and Guardian stuff, right? And for... Why?
1: Well, mostly because I took a break for all of those years, but... uh, Getting back into it, I don't know, it just feels like... It's one of those things where... You have to farm up so many materials and stuff like that, and... Without knowing, like, a really efficient way to kind of get all of the materials you need... Uh... Is a bit intimidating i'm not gonna lie but it's not that i'm unwilling to do it at this point it's just you know i've taken such a long break it's like i'm trying to like get back in and get the credits i
0: need you know yeah so so the other night um actually it was last night um i'm a quick shout out to uh devo looter he's one of our listeners and um I he was uh, he was live he was live streaming so I hopped in his live stream and me and him we we shot the shit for a little bit but he brought up a very interesting point that I had never considered that unless you were kind of around when uh, Guardian stuff became popular when Guardian stuff not popular when Guardian stuff was released there's nothing in the game that tells you, hey, if you go to these Guardian sites, you can get these blueprints, which will give you this.
1: You are also correct on that.
0: And I had never considered that. That was one of those things where, like, I, I have talked to not all of our listeners, of course, but a, a, a number of listeners who have never really done much engineering and have never really done much uh, Guardian stuff. So this is going to lead into another segment that I think that we should start. And I think we're going to probably start it at the, at the, at the new year is when we'll start it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Is it, we're going to start taking a guardian module or a guardian, either a guardian module or a engineering blueprint. And we're going to give you what we consider that or what I consider. Cause I'm and really, I think you should participate in this. Because this way, number one, you can get yourself outfitted. And number two, you can give first-hand information back to our listeners as to, like, like I'll give you, like, hey, go farm this. This is the way I think. This is the way I did it. This is the ways we found to do it. And that way, you have some information to move They can have some information to move forward. And you can give provide them live feedback on it.
1: So I think that's a good idea, to be honest with you. Like, um, because what? you were the one who kind of loaned me the card inside the FDST booster. Yep. And it's not like guardian stuff is easy to access and like engineering, engineering, you just go into the panel and see what you need to do. Right. Guardian stuff. On the other hand, it's kind of obscure and
0: I'm not going to say hard to find, but you kind of have to dig for it. Yep. And I think it'd be cool to share with our listeners, like kind of like your process through that. And, um, Remember when I told you this, like, you, you mentioned this question. We were, t- we were kind of going over the show notes, and I was like, hey, man, I got a story behind this, and this is why I'm springing on it and springing you on it right now. I think it'd be... Uh-huh. and And kind of what I've got in my brain right now is, like, maybe maybe we, like, we don't understand how to pick out one module a week. Maybe we do, like, one module a month. The way we, it's not something we're just tied into constantly. But that way, these modules, like, the Guardian stuff... Is not the greatest stuff out there. But like the frameshift drive booster, the shield uh, enhancement module, the hull enhancement module. These are things that are good alternatives when you're, oh, and the uh, distribution module, the power plant. You can't engineer these things, so you can't, they're not really like the min-max stuff at the end. But they can give you an edge in different options when you're building your ship.
1: Well, also not to mention that uh, they'll help you take down thargoids if that's what you're gonna do.
0: Yep, yep. They do. They they do kind of give you an edge on taking down thargoids, which is very nice. Uh, so, and that, that's that's also like the like their their weapons, which I actually didn't even use their weapons to take down thargoids. I just used the AX weapons because uh, I didn't have them at the time. Uh, nice. And the AX weapons work great, but. Uh, the guardian weapons do work better, so um, yeah. So I think that's something that we'll we'll, we'll start we'll get we'll, we'll probably talk off stream or off uh, podcast so we can get some details ironed out because there'll be some things we have to get 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 shored up, but we'll figure that out. Um, I got a couple of emails here. Um, got the first one here is actually from uh, Jason. Jason is the one who uh, sent me the link to the Witchspace uh, uh, video that we were talking about earlier about J- uh, David Braben. Yep. Uh, so, uh, he, Jason was on the show four episodes ago now? Somewhere around there? Um, so... Uh, Good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, appreciate the tip on that. Uh, that was that was very like I would have missed that because I don't always I don't always uh, watch Witch space. I, I would have i would have been way behind on that. So I, I appreciate you giving me the the heads up on that. Um, got another email from Commander Hellblaze. Um, I'll actually read his email. Uh, just another crazy rambling I'd like to discuss with you. Could Raxla be linked to the Thargoids? Could they possibly be coming through this portal to farm the particles that they had planted long ago? And now that we're taking advantage of them, this has caused the constant battles from Maya to the Witchhead Nebula. And the two factions that you talked about previously could instead be the difference between civilian and military Thargoids, for example. The less aggressive faction was actually just farmers, transporters, and the current Thargoids we are facing are the military version of their species. Since I have this theory, it would lead me to assume that Raxla is the point in which the Thargoids may come to invade the bubble, and maybe this could also link the constant scanning of the destroyed vessels in Thargoid zones. Maybe they are researching our ships like Professor Palin was researching theirs, thus gathering intel on ships preparing for their invasion. Thoughts on this theory... Also, how have those builds been? I'm guessing you really had a chance to with Red Dead being out. Looking forward to the live stream, Commander Hellblaze. So, first of all, I haven't had a chance to try any of your builds because when I've been playing Elite, I've been in my vet. Um, I still need to share those with you for your for those type nine builds. Um, I did go and build out my Type 10, but I didn't even take it out of the dock uh, because I've been doing these uh, Golconda stuff. I've been real excited about that so but it, once that settles down I'll be getting back in my top 10 to kind of play around with that I'll give you some feedback when that happens so um, and of course Red Dead has ate up some of my playtime time uh, because it's it's amazing but we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about Red Dead this week this is the this is the Elite Dangerous show <laughs> this week anyways yeah this next week's a different story um, <laughs> we're gonna talk a lot about Red Dead next week <laughs> We did last week. Get it because there's not an episode next week. See see what I did there? Ah, (laughs) Ah, yeah, see. (laughs) Except there's not going to be an episode next week. Hey! So, I don't necessarily think that Thargoids are linked to Raxla. Um, I replied to you in the email, but the more I kind of thought about this, I I don't think that the two are related. Um, And here's the reason why go 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 ahead ahead. no no go ahead okay no i was gonna
1: say like i kind of like the thought he had there to where it's just like do you think that they're aggressive because we were aggressive versus scout scout you know okay like that's something that's been discussed a lot and uh especially on like other Brock like podcasts of this game and i don't know i kind of like the idea that it's just kind of like they became aggressive once we became aggressive you know
0: So, okay. Um, You have to go back to the previous games. And um, I don't quite know how the whole Thargoid thing started, but I know how it ended. And it ended with Commander Jameson, which was the character you were playing in the first game, or second game. I believe it was the first game. Anyway, Commander Jameson. And you... At the end of the game, you. I believe it gave you an option to take this mission or not take this mission, but the way the lore played out, you took the mission and you flew into. You kind of flew stealth, you kind of threw your Cobra Mark 3 kind of stealth mode, or Mark 2 kind of stealth mode into a Thargoid uh, mothership. You planted the Myconoid. Myconoid? Myco, Mycoid? I can't pronounce it. The, you, pl- you implanted the mycoid vi- virus which really was like a was kind of like a germ warfare against them, and killed a bunch of them ended up killing uh, ended up uh, uh, Jameson didn't get back he crashed on that planet you can actually go visit his crash site uh, which is actually a good place to farm some materials by the way uh, so so the way that the way that they've kind of done this Raxla thing, they've they've kind of existed separately. So I'm of the mindset that the Thargoids are not as bad as we're making as uh, like we are the we are the aggressors. We don't know it, but we are actually the aggressors. Uh, this is just my own lore theory. Is there's no real thing to back this up, but them coming back this time the way they came back in this in elite dangerous was they sent out those unknown alien artifact probes. And those were around for about 18 months. And the way those were, you could fly up to them and scan them and then they would emit different sounds. And the sounds that they emitted, you could plug some, I can't remember exactly how it went, but you plug into like an algorithm And it would give you coordinates. And these coordinates were actually 3D spatial coordinates that you could then plug into a 3D mapping program. And the 3D mapping program would actually give you a rude, a crude drawing of the ship that scanned it. Hmm. So if if you were in a vulture and you flew up to one of these things and you scanned it, then um, it would show you like a crude drawing of a vulture or a sidewinder or whatever the case may be. Now you had to do all this stuff out of game to be able to get those things. Because it wasn't something that was in-game. But it was cool that they went to that much trouble to program it. But let's think about this for just a minute. What they're actually showing us is that the Thargoids are sending these things out to scan us. To send back data to their home world. and And give them data about us. So what data are they learning? Well, this is why our weapons initially were ineffective against them. This is why the Shutdown Field Neuralizer had to be uh, invented so that we could stop their shutdown fields. Mm-hmm. This, they, they, The Thargoids scanned us, got information about us, or at least this is the lore behind it, and then they took that information and went. Now, the whole Raxla tie-in, it doesn't really jive with me. And the reason why is because Raxla goes back... To 2296, it was the early the earliest documented reference to Raxla dates to 2296, and it comes from the personal journal of Art Tornquist. He was a mechanic, um, based out of the Tau Ceti system. Now, this entry is in a book from the first Elite game that was like an add-on book. It was like a short story and there it was a lot of belief that Raxla was in the first game. Raxla was not in the first game. It's been 100% proven Raxla was not in the first game. Um, there's been a bunch of different versions of the story of Raxla, but in the Raxla, they talk about what's called the Omphilos Rift Theory. And the Omphalos Rift Theory, and I think I'm probably going to do a whole lore episode about Raxla, because there's a lot here. But the theory doesn't talk about where the Rift goes. Um, So it's possible that the Thargoids have gotten to the Rift and are using it to travel, but I don't think that's the case. And the reason I say this is because I think the Thargoids exist inside of which space. Now, witch space is hyperspace. Like when you're going between star systems, the weird things flying around. Originally, that was called witch space. Yeah. And you could hear whispers and stuff. And in the lore of the game, people have said to have seen things inside of there. And it's really interesting that the closer you get to the galactic core, your witch space changes a little bit as you get mm. there so it does have a reflecting natural I think the Thargoids exist in which space I think that's their homeworld, for lack of a better way or their homeworld exists in which space Um, and this is just my theory I have no no nothing so I don't think I think Raxla is actually a guardian creation and I think that the key to finding Raxla actually exists somewhere in the guardian ruins we just haven't found it yet and I also believe that Raxla is within three hundred light years of soul. And I have I have a belief I actually have it pinned down to a system where I believe it is. I have been there multiple, multiple, multiple times and it's not there. So either I'm wrong or uh, it's not in the game or you have to do something that I don't know how to do on how to, on how to find it. Um, but if you if you read through that story, and then you and the, the story is available uh, if you do a search for um, uh, Raxel lore, you'll find the link. Uh, you'll find the link to the story, and the story is called Elite: The Dark Will, and the whole PDF is is available, and it came in the original Elite game that released in 1984, and I think the key to finding it in this game exists in that book. And I think if you take that book and then you compare it to the star charts that were in that game, not all of it lines up with existing things right now. But what's interesting is not the things that line up correctly, but the things that don't line up. Now, the game, we already know that Raxel was not in the first game. But the clues, I believe, the clues to finding it are in that are in that short, that short story, that novella. I mean,
1: Colin Ford had tweeted us from Live Radio. Uh, had tweeted us that during Arts episode thirteen, that it's been confirmed is somewhere in the game. it's just nobody's found it yet.
0: So here's the thing with that. Um, I can't remember the developer. There, there was a developer that was quoted as saying. That Raxla is in the game. No one... Uh, no one's found it yet. And... Um, they're not going to give us any hints. Now, whether or not the umphalos Rift is actually there, I don't know. But they have said that. Now, when I heard this about two years ago, I went on a ridiculous Raxla searching thing. I was determined to find this thing. And I spent actually yeah i spent i spent probably about six months of really reading through lore and reading what other people had found and making my own guesses etc and i come to a conclusion and um you know to be honest i'd rather not share the location where i think it is because (laughs) i i've about once a week, I go there and I try something different that I might come up with, or maybe every now and then I go there. And I, I think the key to finding it is kind of like how back with the old, um, uh, before we had the FSS scanner, the way you found uh, like the the Voyager probes inside of Seoul. what yeah. you had to do is you had to you know, uh, you had to get the actual plots and figure out where they were now, and then accelerate time a 1,000 years, and then, or 1,300 years or whatever it is, and then you would fly toward, I can't remember the name of the star now, but you would fly toward this particular star for so long, and then you fly toward this particular star for so long, and then if you you did that for so long, you could get enough, you could get close, I believe it was 2,000 light seconds, where you could get an unidentified signal, and then you got close enough, you could see it would say, Ancient Probe. When you drop out, and boom, there it was. Yeah. I think that's how you find Raxla. I think it's a very small moon that, or a very small planet, that is, you have to fly toward a particular star or a particular point, and then turn a certain way, and then turn a certain way to find it. But how to do that, I don't know. Uh, That's the part I keep coming up short on. The system it's in, I believe that's been kind of made clear if you read The Dark Wheel and if you read what other people have kind of found. No one's flat out. I don't see where anyone has flat out said it, but I think that it's clear where it is if you read through the lines, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, um, But that's just, you know, my own, you know, tinfoil hat thing so after after doing all that I kind of come to the conclusion that Raxler was not in the game that it was just them kind of uh, teasing us along so to speak but uh, I, I would actually love to hear from from F dev on it for, for someone I know we've already had that but I would love I would love for, for someone to have to say hey yes. It is in the game. We are not just teasing you along. Is kind of what I want to hear. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's that's the that was that's the email from Hellblaze and my take on I don't believe the Thargoids and Raxla are are related. Uh, I think the Raxla thing is actually more of a of a guardian thing, or possibly another species, like a third or fourth species of a of of aliens so well I guess we'll just have to wait and find out and see Yeah. anyway so that's my soapbox for this week (laughs) I could talk a lot about Raxalob man I really could (laughs) but I think that is actually going to do the show man I don't think we have anything else to talk about do you Uh,
1: no not really um I mean, the only thing left I have to say is make sure you follow us on Twitter at ED, ed And uh, just
0: don't ever fly without a rely. Oh, oh I do have one other thing I want, to, I want to bring up real quick. There we go. For those that don't know, right now, or happening soon, is CitizenCon. And uh, if you don't know that CitizenCon is taking place for Star Citizen, that's okay. Because there's not a game there. These people are getting together to celebrate something that doesn't exist yet. So, more power to you. Uh, not, not trying to just take a poo-poo on Star Citizen, but it's not even a thing. So, I hope it becomes a thing and I hope it's amazing. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's been around for a while. <laughs> anyway, that's. I'll I'll stop. I'll stop shitting on Star Citizen now. <laughs> All right, that's all I got, man. I'm done. <laughs> Thank, uh, Alrighty then. Uh, one quick other thing. Thank you guys for listening very much. Um, uh, I had a question this week about am I getting uh, podcast fatigue, and I'm not. And the reason Ooh. why is because I get feedback from you guys that is positive. And anytime I start to kind of feel down about things or just wanna not do this show no more I kind of feel negative about this or negative about that uh, inevitably I get an email from one of you guys that says something nice and that's that's a that's an amazing feel or I get a tweet from one of you guys or just a follow or something and I I, I cannot thank you enough you guys fuel this show and I hope to see you guys in the, in the live stream in December so I'm done now <laughs> Dravenos anything else buddy? Uh, no I think that's about it for me dude Alright, thanks for guys listening, we'll see you guys next time.